TII item 252, December 19th, 2012. Insta Revolt. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by the free video search app, Squirrel. S-Q-U-R-L. Search for Squirrel in the iTunes App Store. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is it today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank David for sending in the music here in the background. David wrote, Hi, Rob. Here's a song. It's a little ditty that I whipped up on my original iPad using GarageBand. Unfortunately, I sat around for quite a while because the original iPad was just a little too slow for GarageBand to be enjoyable. I turned my attention back to the song after I picked up my fourth gen iPad. What a difference three generations make. Then today, I polished it a bit with my iPad mini, and finally, I used my iPhone 5 to do a quality check. The song is called One More Cowbell, a nod to a Saturday Night Live skit. Regards, David. Well, thanks, David, for the music, and folks, I'll try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank Ben for sending in the artwork for today's show. Ben wrote, Hi, Rob. I created this artwork with a combination of Photoshop Touch and Photo Wizard. Regards, Ben from iOSStuffAndReviews.com. Well, Ben, thanks again for sending in this artwork. Folks, you can find Ben's artwork or see Ben's artwork in the TII app in the extras for episode 252, or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork, and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com forward slash today in iOS as well. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Apple has raised the bar on what's normal, but other phones are easily narrowing the difference because web technology is easier to program. One-year price target, $126, unquote. Edward Zavataski, ACI Research, 7th of May, 2010. Um, wow. Multiple ways to be wrong. On May 7th, 2010, Apple stock was at about $250 a share. On May 7th, 2011, it was at $340 a share. Actually, in that year from his prediction, it never got below $240 a share. Hope did not short it. Per his comments on web technology, i.e. web apps, really? You want to talk about web apps? Oh my. For promo codes on episode 251, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Countdown 2014. I'll be giving out those promo codes sometime this week or early next week. If you want more info on this app, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 251 for the additional details. A quick reminder, if you're an app developer, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app, indicating you are the dev. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. With Christmas coming up, here is a quick tip for keeping your kids in line. I think I mentioned this before, so long-timers, bear with me. Get a free conference call line, say at k7.net, for example. So go over to k7.net and sign up for a free conference call line, phone line. And then put the number that you get there when you sign up in your iPhone with the contact listed as Santa. Add in a picture of Santa for the contact. Then set up your call-in number with a recording saying it's Santa's naughty and nice line or something like that. And when your kids are acting up, or act, even when they're acting good, on your phone, activate Siri and say, call Santa. And it will dial away for you. It has, even has a nice little picture of Santa when it does that. It's a nice little free tip you can do to help around the holidays. It's amazing what impact it has on your young kids when they see Santa's picture pop up on your iPhone. And they hear Siri say that she's calling Santa. They really do act much better, rather quickly. Used tonight at dinner, for instance. Call Santa. Calling Santa, North Pole Workshop. 
So do you use Instagram app, or should I say, did you use it, past tense? Yeah. Well, this next item is for you. Quote, I'm writing this today to let you know that we're listening and to commit to you that we'll be doing more to answer your questions, fix any mistakes, and eliminate the confusion. As we review your feedback and stories in the press, we're going to modify specific parts of the terms to make it more clear what will happen with your photos. Legal documents are easy to misinterpret. Unquote. Kevin Sistrom, Instagram co-founder. Now let's look at some of those hard-to-understand terms. Quote, some or all of the service may be supported by advertising revenue. To help us deliver interesting paid or sponsored content or promotions, you agree that a business or other entity may pay us to display your username, likeness, photos, along with any associated metadata, and or actions you take in connection with paid or sponsored content or promotions without any compensation to you, if you are under the age of 18 or under any other applicable age of majority, you represent that at least one of your parents or legal guardians has also agreed to this provision and the use of your name, likeness, username, and or photos along with any associated metadata on your behalf. You acknowledge that you may not always identify paid services, sponsored content, or commercial communication as such, unquote. Because, you know, I can see how, quote, without any compensation to you, unquote, and, quote, if you're under the age of 18, unquote, can be misinterpreted. The problem for Instagram is not that people misinterpreted the new terms, but rather that they did read them correctly and did understand them. So what Instagram and Facebook were doing is allowing it where any photos that you uploaded that they can sell them to anybody they want without having to compensate you at all. Think of this as the largest online stock photo library where no one that actually ever uploaded the photos gets paid. Just Facebook and Instagram. Brilliant! Or, I mean, evil! So let me know based on the new terms in place. Are you sticking with Instagram or are you giving it up? And if so, what apps are you using in its place? 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And now an update on this. Seems the user revolt hit Facebook and Instagram hard enough for them to say, oops, we messed up. We're changing the terms of service again. Still, let me know if you jump ship or not, or even with the change of service, um, are you just so fed up you're saying, I'm done with Instagram. Now, this whole issue with Instagram is a similar issue to what you have with Google in that if you aren't paying for a service, you are the product. It will be interesting to see if Instagram can survive this. I'm sure all their competitors are just going to town with this news. If you have an iPhone 5 or an iPad mini, Apple just released iOS 6.0.2 update which you can get by going to the settings app, then general, then software update, and you can do an over-the-air update. As always, I do recommend that you force quit out of all open apps and then do a sync and backup. Once you do that, then go to settings app, then general, then reset, then reset network settings. Once your device reboots, then make sure you have a good Wi-Fi connection and then do your update. Now, this update is to fix Wi-Fi issues, so you may not be able to get a good Wi-Fi connection, in which case connect your iOS device to your computer via the lightning connector and update via the computer. I don't recommend updating over LTE as it'll eat up a nice chunk of your bandwidth limit. Apple also just released iOS 6.1 beta 4. Now one article I read said this might mean we will get iOS 6.1 Goldmaster for public release before the end of the year. No, I really don't think that will happen as Apple basically will be shutting down over the holidays, so I really don't see them doing a major update right before all the help goes home for the holidays. That'd be kind of stupid. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen, just saying it better not happen. Plus, Apple just lopped off some heads for iOS 6 issues. Can't imagine too many people at Apple are going to be pushing for or even allowing a major release anytime before January 7th. Nothing new in the iOS 6 beta 4 that I've been able to see quickly looking it over, but I was looking on an iPhone 4. If anyone finds anything new and exciting in the beta 4, let me know. Thanks to the many, many, many 
of you out there that sent in this next one, which would be funny if it was not so sad. And this is one that just really goes out and highlights the issue Apple has with iOS Maps, and that is the perception issue. And okay, maybe some technical issues to boot. And this story is one many probably heard of or read about, and that's because it's gone mainstream. Again, adding to the perception issue. It is a story about a police department in Australia that is warning iOS users not to use the Maps app in iOS 6 because it has been sending people to a remote wilderness location 70 kilometers away from the intended town of Mildura. Problem is people have been getting stranded for up to 24 hours without food or water. Think the second Crocodile Dundee movie and you kind of get a feel of where these people are stranded. And again, the perception issue grows here because even after Apple fixes or fix the issue, there will not be and has not been widespread news of the fix. Just the memory of the issue. Eddie Q might be asking himself, what has he gotten himself into? Into the email bag. Hi Rob, I thought this was interesting that Apple may try and acquire TomTom. It sounds like a positive move to me, but maybe I'm overlooking some aspect. Guards Ray from Richmond. Thanks, Ray, for the link to an article about a major rumor of Apple looking to buy TomTom. And rumor it likely will stay. At $1.2 billion, that is over two times the value of anything Apple has ever acquired. Obviously, it is possible given the issues they have had with Maps, but why spend $1.2 billion to buy the company that is likely a big cause of many of the issues you're having? Better to buy someone that's not giving you issues. Just saying. Plus, as many of you are probably aware, Google Maps is back, or here for the first time, depending on your perspective. Anyway, a map app on the iPhone by Google called Google Maps is now available for free to download. So with Google Maps now available for the iPhone, it actually should buy Apple some time to get their ducks in a row without having to buy TomTom or anyone else of major acquisition, that is. And speaking of the Google Map apps, quite a few sites have put up their reviews of the Google Maps app. The Verge has a very good and detailed report. Many of the reviews say Google Maps app actually looks and runs better on the iPhone than it does on Android phones. Oh, and it uses vector graphics like Apple's own Maps app. No tile graphics, which means it is quick. Quick using the vector graphics, not quick when you use the tile graphics. I think the biggest reason for going with Google Maps apps is if you need mass transit information. Clearly, that is one area Apple is, well, embarrassed at when compared to Google. If you have not downloaded the Google Maps app, again, it is free and available now in iTunes App Store. Here's some initial feedback from a couple of the listeners. Hi, Rob. I don't think the UI in the Google Maps app is as good as the Apple iOS stock Maps app, but the Google Maps app does load pretty quick and smooth, probably going to be a bit buggy for some time, but I think I will like it. Has voice prompts, can do sat 3D views with voice, major plus, but still like the iOS 5 stock app map interface better. One major downside for the Google Maps app is that it does not pull up contacts. I do a lot of that for work. Regards, Levi in Riverside, California. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Per the new Google Maps app, it doesn't use my address contacts, but has a shortcut to Google Earth, which isn't 4-inch friendly yet. They do disclose the navigation is in beta with many disclosures, unlike Apple. Can't wait to try the navigation, but use this mostly for business listings since Yelp sucks. And since Apple Maps forces open when running, which I hate. In the business listings, it shows no phone number. It only calls when tapped on call. Maybe I just want to write it down or use a landline or internet phone. They didn't think about that at Google. I like the old one better so far. Weird to swipe up, down, and sideways. And the info bars that appear. No contacts or recent or bookmarks other than the home and work. WTF? Question mark. Regards, Michael. Hi, Rob. I just downloaded the new Google Maps app and immediately noticed a missing feature that doesn't seem to be written about by anyone doing a review. You cannot search for local contact. This is very annoying and hard to believe they couldn't work in. 
I hope they add this in an update to the app soon. Regards, David. Hi, Rob. For the new Google Maps app, I was surprised to find when I tested the app on my way to work, the turn-by-turn directions automatically interrupted the radio and played the directions over the car speaker. I do not have the standard Bluetooth audio, but only the phone Bluetooth. The turn-by-turn directions actually act like a phone call being received without the ringing. This was amazing. I really did not have any issue with the Apple's app, Map app, but was always leery that I might not get the correct address. Regards, Jim in Lakewood, Colorado. Hey, Rob, this is Justin from Pennsylvania. Um, I know with the new release of Google Maps, a lot of people are probably excited to start using it instead of Apple's. little quick tip, if you want to use Siri to um, use Google Maps, all you have to do is say, say like, route me to the nearest target. Instead of saying just that, say, route me to the nearest target via transit. It'll pull up the transit app thing, then all you have to do is hit open on Google when it goes, and it'll it'll automatically be routing you to target with you just using Siri. So all you have to do is say wherever you want to go via transit, and the option to just open Google Map will appear. And it's just it works pretty well. I thought it, people would be interested in seeing it. Thanks, Rob. Love the show. I look forward to it every week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks to all that sent in reviews and info on Google Maps app. My best suggestion is, since it's free, to download the app and give it a try. And if you live in an urban area and use mass transit, well, then it's kind of a must-download app. Not saying too many people were looking forward to getting the Google Maps app, but it seems it was downloaded over 10 million times in the first 48 hours. Yikes! You know that has to hurt more than a few egos at Apple. On the flip side... The only thing on Android that was downloaded 10 million times in a 24-hour window is said to be malware. Just saying. If you use Find My iPhone feature and are running iOS 6, there is a new feature for you, turn-by-turn driving directions to your lost iPhone. Of course, if you have not turned on this feature, I need to ask, why not? I mean, really, why not? It is important if you want a chance of retrieving your iOS device if it is stolen to have the Find My iPhone feature turned on. Just saying. Switching gears, if you are the type that does not like to be naked in public, well, I should say, does not like to have your iPhone naked in public, and you like to have a case on your iPhone 5, be careful what case you pick. I guess one of the in-case slider cases when sliding on or off was scratching the side of the iPhone 5. Now, this likely is from dirt and debris getting in there. And I know in the past we talked about slider cases and dirt and scratches. And guess what? We just talked about them again, except this time is for the iPhone 5. Long of the short, if you put a case on your iOS device and keep it to keep it from getting scratched, it might actually be what scratches it, especially if said case is the type that you slide on and off. Thanks to Kevin K for this next one which is a post about PassHack, which allows you to hide some of your stock apps directly from the Passbook app. There are a bunch of steps, of which I will not go over on the show, other than to say, look for the link titled PassHack Tutorial in the show notes for episode 252 over at todayinios.com if you're one of those people that likes to completely hide some of the stock apps. Thanks to Walt and Mike and others that sent in the link to Tim Cook's interview on Rock Center link for it in the show notes. It's a good watch. I think the longer uh, text interview that was in Business Week, um, that one I thought was a much better interview, but um, both interviews are good. And again, if you want to know a little bit more what's going on with Apple and some of their plans, check it out. Again, link in the show notes. Hi, Rob. We'll try this message again. This is Jeff from Indianapolis. I want to answer Doug's question from Doug from D.C. about using any other voice recognition apps such as Siri, uh, substituting Siri, that is, for his iPhone 4. He might want to try Voice Texter. That's Voice Texter. It's 99 cents in the App Store. It works on any iOS device that I know of from the iPhone 4 on up to iPhone 5, iPad, iPod Touch. Voice Texter, 99 cents in the App Store. Hope that helps. Keep up the great work. Have a great day. Great show, as usual. Back to the email bag, and this next one is with regards to issues with Bluetooth technologies and cars. Hi, Rob. This is a problem with all iPhone 5s and automobile Bluetooth technology. The source is that the Bluetooth has been upgraded in the iPhone 5, but automobiles has not. 
I know the Nissan Infinity is coming out with a patch in the next few weeks. I expect other manufacturers will follow. Here is a temporary workaround. On your iPhone, change general accessibility incoming calls. Change from default to speaker. This fixes the problem, at least for me, for now. Regards, Chuck R. Hi, Rob. This is Jeff. I'm calling in about the issue with iOS 6 and vehicles not responding well to the Bluetooth. I own a GM vehicle. I work for GM. And what we are being told is we are all going to need to wait for software improvements for the vehicle. Now, I can't speak for other product lines. However, I can speak for General Motors because most of the newer vehicles, 2011, 2012, 2013s have newer radios that have a Bluetooth function and the software behind it uh, has to be uh, modified and General Motors is working closely with Apple to get that done. However, they were not privy to the changes in iOS 6, nor were they privy to the changes for the iPhone 5 until it came out. And if you know anything about car companies, it takes a little bit of time for changes to take place. It will be done. Uh, we're asking customers to be patient as we quickly make those changes as soon as we can. Uh, now that uh, every all the data is uh, made available and uh, we'll make those changes and the cars will get an automatic push through their OnStar system. So hope that helps and uh, we just ask people to be patient. Rob, thanks again. Love the show. Take care. Back to the email bag. Hi Rob, just wanted to give you a heads up that starting today, the iPhone 5s are all $50 off right now at Radio Shack with a new line or upgrade, limited time offer. The iPhone 5, 16 gig is 149, 32 gigs, 249, 64 gigs, 349. And the iPhone 4S are also $50 off, so the 16 gig is 49 and so on. Regards, Travis F. Well, thanks, Travis, for that feedback. Also looks like Sam's Club is offering $50 off based on an email they sent out and forwarded to me by Robin. The $50 off offering is valid until December 30th. Of course, Walmart is doing them all one better, or a few dollars better, and offering up the iPhone 5 for just $127 for the 16 gig uh, in-store purchase only, i.e. they want you in the store buying other stuff. Yeah, so for $127, I don't know why anyone would get an iPhone 4 or 4S. Really? $127 between the iPhone 4 and 4 uh, and the iPhone 5? That's not a huge difference. That's one month's payment on your bill. As I always say, if you're getting a new iPhone, get the latest iPhone, iPhone 5. Back to the emails. Hi, Rob. Just listened to the latest show, episode 251. Not sure if you had a reply to the child safety on YouTube, but here is what I understand. At the bottom of any YouTube page, you will find safety mode. You can change the mode to on when you are signed into your YouTube account. You can choose to lock the mode for all users on that computer on that web browser. If you have more than one browser, be sure to do the same on both, such as Safari and Firefox. Just remember to be signed in or signed out when you finish with that computer. Otherwise, anyone can change the settings. On the iPhone YouTube app, the new one, when signed in, you can go to into settings and change the restrictions to off or moderate or strict. Obviously, strict is what you want for your kids. Not sure about the iPad, but assume it's the same. Regards, Chris in London. Well, Chris, thank you very much for that feedback. And I just saw that in the YouTube app, and yep, for now, for my kids, they have it set to strict. Hey, what's going on, Rob? This is JR from Long Beach or Los Angeles. Um, I called last month to ask you how I could get my Sprint iPhone 4S unlocked so I can use it out of the country. You referred me to an article uh, that told me to call Sprint and just tell them what I was doing. I called Sprint, let them know I was traveling outside the country and I wanted to unlock my phone. They transferred me to the proper department. Um, they asked me for my phone number. They submitted a request within 24 hours. I had to restore my phone with iTunes and it was unlocked. It was a simple and easy process. I recommend anybody who's going out of the country and wants to use their phone on another carrier um, to do it. It's a simple and easy process. Thanks for the show. Enjoy what you do, Rob. JR, thanks for the feedback and glad to hear everything worked out for you. Per the request on the last episode for voice apps for the iPhone 4 to give functionality similar to Siri, Paul H. sent in the following apps to look at. The Talk Tap, 
T-A-L-K-T-A-P-P. It's a social voice assistant. It's $1.99 in the App Store. Then there is Voice Commander, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Web Search uh, integration, also a buck ninety-nine. Next is Social Speech, one word. It is a speech-to-text and voice recognition for Facebook status updates and Twitter tweets. It is just $0.99. Cents. Next is My Assistant, one word, a personal secretary, at a buck ninety-nine in the App Store. Look for the review of that one from CNET in the show notes. Next is Speak to It Assistant, with Speak to It being one word, and luckily so is Assistant. That app is a free app in the App Store. Paul, thanks for the heads up on all those apps. Links, of course, in the show notes for episode 252 over at todayinios.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. On your last podcast, a gentleman with the golden voice inquired about Siri-like equivalent apps. I now have a iPhone 5, but missed Siri when I had an iPhone 4. Search for voice assistant or voice commands in the App Store. Siri substitute apps. Here are some I found, and my favorites are at the top of the list. Regards, Paul H. And they are Voice Assistant plus Personal, Voice Assistant, Voice Controller Calendar, Voice Cal, EV, EVI, Voice Commands, Voice Notes, Voice Actions, Google Search, Dragon Go, Dragon Dictation, VLingo, Voice Ask, Voice Answer, I Answer, My Assistant, Monica, Voice Brief, Recall, R-E-Q-A-L-L, Voice Commands Plus, Voice Assistant Plus, Dictate Everything, My Voice Assistant, Voice Dictation, Speaking Cal, Talking Tap, Voice Tweet, Super Voice Assistant, Voice Command Camera, Voice Camera, Voice Calcu Plus, Vocal, Dictation Clock, Talking Self Timer, three words, Vox Camera, one word, Vocal Photo, Voice Tweet. And I'll have links to those in the show notes over at todayinios.com for episode 252. Paul, thanks so much for the help there. As I mentioned earlier, today's episode is sponsored by the free app Squirrel. That's spelled S-Q-U-R-L. Squirrel, as I said, is a free app that is focused on video searching, but not just time-shifted content. There's also live streams. And it's not just searches in YouTube, but also Vimeo, AOL videos, Blip, TED videos, Hulu, Netflix, and more. Plus, they have the live option, as I mentioned. So you can see what is live right now on, say, twit.tv. Or if you want real good content, there is PuppyCam TV, where you can see live streams of puppies. Per the search, what I really liked is when you search for subjects, say, Big East, which I did this weekend, and it found videos of stories about the Big East and the seven schools breaking away. And once one video is done playing, it automatically transitions into the next video. So you can just set this up, hit play, and it goes from story to story to story. I did the same thing for a search for Dayton Flyers, and it gave me all kinds of videos of Dayton Flyers. It was neat watching it go from one video to the next. Type in Star Trek for a search, hit play, and it may be hours and hours or days before you come out of that stream. They also have a neat recommendation engine that predicts what videos you'll like based on, I am assuming, on past searches. I asked my wife to also play with the app and her iPad and to give me some feedback. I expected her to come back, say, in about 30 minutes later and give me a little bit of feedback. A couple hours later, I had to go hunt her down and she apologized. She said she got caught up in the app and the videos. So be careful. It can be a time sink which is what it's designed to be. Her thoughts were, it is really, really easy to use and find videos and get caught up in. The easy to use thing says a lot coming from my wife, a true self-proclaimed flashing 12. Again, this app is free and the app is universal and requires iOS device running iOS 4.3 or later. And yes, it is optimized for iPhone 5 as well. 
search for Squirrel, that's S-Q-U-R-L in the App Store, or look for the link in the show notes for episode 252. Per Netflix, you do need to log into your accounts to see those videos. And that is part of the app, which is really easy to do. So for us Netflix users, I thought that was really cool. And so you can see the stuff come up when you do that search for Star Trek. Again, thanks, Squirrel, for sponsoring today's show. And folks, please support a sponsor. Just go. It's a free app. Download. Go and download Squirrel and let me know what you think. Getting back into the news, there were a lot of people saying the iPhone launch in China was underwhelming because, quote, there were no lines, unquote. That lack of lines was because Apple changed how the iPhone is distributed in China due to issues in the past, launches uh, with violence and gray market resellers getting all the devices. So this time around, by Apple's design, there were no lines. But that definitely did not mean there was no demand. As Apple announced, they sold over 2 million iPhone 5s over the first weekend. Yeah, and the analysts were scrambling to update their forecast for iPhone 5 sales for the quarter. To put that 2 million iPhone 5 sold in one weekend into perspective, that's roughly what Apple sold in the U.S. on its opening weekend. If China can become a market close to the size of the U.S. market for Apple, that would well kill the bears on Wall Street that have spent the last three months trying to kill Apple stock. Surprise, surprise! iPad mini is selling well and being used well already, or so it appears as the iPad mini ad impressions grew an average of 28% every day in the month of November during its first month of release. This compares to the average of 19% growth that Amazon Kindle saw last year, the Amazon Kindle Fire, that is, saw last year during its first month of release. Of course, there are lots and lots of reviews out there now on the iPad mini, and many of them mentioned, or almost all of them mentioned, the non-retina display as a or the major issue with the device. You know who does not agree with that? Consumers, as they appear to be buying up the iPad mini in droves, which is why it is still supply constrained. MPD is reporting that the iPad mini is going to outsell the iPad maxi this quarter. Other reports say not so much that the iPad maxi will actually prevail. Either way, both devices are expected to sell very well will be interesting if Apple breaks out iPad Maxi and mini sales in the next quarterly report. And speaking of iPad mini sales, one of the things those that are down on Apple want to say is that the iPad mini sales are just cannibalizing sales from the iPad Maxi. Well, not so fast there, Pilgrim. And make believe that was a good John Wayne impersonation because I kind of gave up trying after about 15 tries. Anyway, seems a survey of a thousand U.S. consumers shows that those looking at getting the iPad mini, 47% of those, roughly, are new to Apple, and that many are choosing the iPad mini instead of another 7-inch tablet, not instead of the iPad Maxi. Yes, obviously, some percentage are buying the iPad minis instead of iPad Maxi, but it may be a smaller percentage than most Apple bears want you to believe. Personally, I was at a Best Buy store on Saturday with both my boys, and we were looking at some accessories in between where they have the iPad mini and the other tablets when I heard a person talking to a blue shirt at Best Buy about what small tablet to get. First, he looked at the iPad mini, and then the blue shirt took him over to the Android tablets. Of course, at this point, I'm listening to what the blue shirt is saying, and the second he did not answer correctly, I was like a duck on a Cheeto and jumped all over that customer and let him know that getting the Android tablet would be a great disappointment to him and his family, especially when it came to apps, and that the iPad mini was the much better device with much better battery life, better cameras, too, and overall, his kids would be very happy with the iPad mini purchase and with the Android purchase, not so much. The blue shirt gave me a dirty look, and the guy went over and got the iPad mini. Again, this guy was not thinking iPad Maxi versus iPad Mini, but small tablet versus small tablet. And you know what? Afterwards, I kind of felt like I did my good deed for the day. Hey, and speaking of iPads, Apple just was approved for LTE on the iPads in China. Expect the iPad Mini and Maxi with LTE to be available in China probably within the next 60 days. Thanks to Kevin K and many others 
for this next one, which is a bat dung crazy rumor from analyst Peter Misick. That is that the iPhone 5S will be coming in June 2013, not in the fall, and it will come in many colors. It's supposed to have an improved Super HD camera and a super improved screen and NFC and better battery and will come in eight colors. Apparently, the partridge in a pear tree that was already taken. For support of his statement, Mr. Missick offered up, well, he offered up air. Evidently, the same thin air he pulled these predictions from. I guess that's nicer than saying he pulled them from his beep, which is probably more accurate. This is why I love analysts so. Just making crap up, do they? Like when Missick said last summer, the full-size Apple TV was already in production. Yes, folks, this guy gets paid for saying this stuff. Sadly, others seem to listen to him. I guess because he's getting paid to say this stuff, so someone must think he's doing it right. Obviously, he's getting paid for it. Why he's getting paid for it? have no idea. Hey, speaking of people pulling stuff from there, okay, well, speaking of people saying crap, comes a recent interview of Eric Schmidt, where he is speaking about the iPhone and Android, and he proclaims that Android is, quote, winning the war pretty clearly now, unquote. Unless, of course, you're talking about the platform developers, who are they develop for first, or what platform developers make the most money on, or what platform people actually use the most. Yeah, in those cases, iOS is still king and winning handily. And per the app revenue point, there is a really nice article in The Guardian out of the UK titled iOS versus Android app revenues, downloads and country breakdowns, and a link for it is in the show notes for episode 252 over at todayinios.com. Shows how much iOS is kicking Android's butt. Hello, Rob. This is Tony calling from Dallas. I'm calling about something I heard in episode 251 of your podcast. And by the way, I love the show. But there was a gentleman who was speaking about switching to a Verizon iPhone 5 and mentioning that he could not turn off or that he couldn't find where you could mask your phone number or caller ID. And in the settings under phone, if you go to show my caller ID, there's an on-off button switch there. So if he were to go there, he'd be able to turn it off. In fact, I'm using it right now to make this phone call. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. Speak to you later. Tony, thanks for the feedback. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, I have an iPad 2 and an iPhone 4S. Currently, my wife uses the iPad with her own iCloud account for email, FaceTime, etc. And I have my own account on the iPhone, and we share the same iTunes account for apps and such. My question is, my two-year-old son lives on our devices all day, and recently my company gave me a iPod Touch 5th Gen 32 gig that we're going to set up for him. What would be the best way to set up so he can use FaceTime function to call myself or his mom on the iPad? Please, any help and advice you can give will be greatly appreciated. Regards, Brad in Virginia. Hi, Brad. Best thing to do is set up a Gmail account for your son and then use that email address in FaceTime account on your iPod Touch 5th Gen. Go to the Settings app and then find the FaceTime app and then add in that email there. Make sure each iOS device has its own email set up for it and then you can FaceTime to one another by setting up contacts for each person with the email and you just set up each device again for FaceTime based on the individual email addresses and then that should work for you. That's at least how I have my devices set up. Uh, this is Chris from uh, Iowa. I have a couple of questions for you. You mentioned in episode 243 about how to save your battery life. They didn't update the 6.0 on the first-gen iPad, and that's what I have. Is the reason that my battery life is going down very, very quickly because they have not upgraded to 6.0 and I have updated a lot of the apps that are now 6.0 on my, on my iPad. Is that the reason that my, my battery life doesn't hold like it had in the past? The other question I have is uh, when you download apps, is there any other way that you have access to those, like the voice app or like a typing app, like in Notes? Um, any other way to access those besides on your iOS device? Two questions for you. Hope they make sense. Love the show. Always find something new. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. Hi, Chris. Thanks for the voicemail message. Per the iPad and it not holding its charge as well anymore, well, if you have the original iPad, it's almost three years old, 
chances are your lithium-ion battery is starting to wear down. So yeah, the lithium-ion battery does have a life, and over time, you're going to get less and less charge out of that. Definitely make sure you let it run all the way down, you know, take it all the way down to where it runs out, and then do a full charge back up. That might help you a little bit in doing some resetting of it, but it is not surprising to hear that your battery life is not what it used to be when you first got the device. Probably has more to do with the lithium-ion battery than anything else. Per your second question about apps that you download, can you use them elsewhere? No. They have to be, iOS apps have to be run on an iOS device. You can't run them on your computer or elsewhere. Per notes, now let's say you have the notes app and you have notes in the notes app. You can sync the data between the notes app on your iOS device and on your computer. A perfect example might be the Evernote app. You can have notes that you use and enter on your iOS device that you can also update and see on your computer. So Evernote's a way to trade data back and forth. But actually running an app that you download for an iOS device on a computer, nope, can't do that. Hey, Rob, this is Chris in uh, Santa Barbara, California. I just wanted to chime in on the on the brightness dimming issue that's going on. I have an iPhone 5, and um, a caller, uh, he phoned in saying that if you adjust the auto brightness, turn it off, that will solve the problem. I want to pretty much say that that will not solve the problem because my auto brightness is off, and I still have this issue. And now I'm hearing that my girlfriend is noticing it on her iPad 3, believe it or not. I think it's starting to come down to an iOS 6 issue because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she just is making it up, but if she's experiencing it on her iPad 3, then I don't know if the auto brightness adjustment is going to fix it. Although I have noticed that it doesn't happen as much, but hopefully they can get it figured out in the next update. All right, love your show. Keep up the good work, Rob. Thanks a lot. Bye. Chris, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I remember in one of your episodes, you went over the process of requesting a return for an app purchase, and I can't seem to find it on your website or Apple's for that matter. It's low priority. So if you have a time, I'd appreciate it, but don't let it interfere with a new episode. Thanks again for your work. Regards, Jason. Well, hello, Jason. As it is multiple steps, I will just point to a good tutorial on how to do this. Look for the link in the show notes titled how to get a refund for the iOS and Mac app stores. You can find that in the show notes for episode 252 over at todayinios.com or in the link list in the TII app for episode 252. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I was writing to let you know about my Kickstarter project, which is currently up and running. The project is for my handmade iPad mini cases. They are called Kalon iPad mini case, and I love it. And the iPad just the same. Regards, Christopher Goodwin. Hi, Chris. Thanks for the heads up on your Kickstarter project, which folks you can find by searching for Kalon, that's K-A-L-O-N-N in Kickstarter. Kalon means strong in Irish, in case you were wondering. I like it. He has a very modest goal of just $5,000. Rare to see goals below 10K anymore. This project runs until January 1st at 1247 a.m. Eastern Time. There are still some early adopter backer options available for just a pledge of $20. They are nice looking cases, and I already know one person, a friend of mine's wife, that already has dropped and shattered her glass on her iPad mini. So a case is a good idea, and $20 is a pretty nice price for a handmade case. Chris, good luck with this. And folks, again, search for K-A-L-O-N-N over at kickstarter.com, or look for the link in the show notes. Hi, Rob. A new Kickstarter project, well, new for the iPhone 5, is up. It is the Trigger, T-R-Y-G-G-E-R. Regards, Thomas in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Hi, Thomas. Thanks for the heads up. I remember the version of this for the iPhone 4 and 4S. And what I like most about this Kickstarter project, it is the pledge levels. Three, as in one, two, three of them. That's it. And one is just a $1 or more pledge, which is sold out. The other two are both $30, one of which is white and one of which is black. And they have a pledge goal of just $10,000. Again, nice to see a low pledge goal. And kudos for this team for keeping it simple with regards to really just two pledge options, black or white. 
I hope they get funded, um, of which funding will last until January 25th at 8.59 a.m. Oh, for those that don't remember the trigger, spelled very web 2 ish as I mentioned before, T-R-Y-G-G-E-R. It is a polarizing filter for your iPhone case or camera. So again, it's a polarizing filter that is for your iPhone camera. Um, this helps uh, reduce a lot of light, makes your pictures look much better. Last time it was a whole case. This time it's just a clip that goes over just the camera part or section of your iPhone 5. Again, pricing is only $30. And if you are someone with an iPhone 5 and do lots of outdoor photos and want to take a bunch of those photos to the next level, this project could definitely help you out a bunch. Check it out. T-R-Y-G-G-E-R over at kickstarter.com. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, just a couple of Kickstarters you may want to talk about. First up is the iPad Smarter Stands that I just got sent recently from a funded project. Brilliant add-on to any smart stand user, enabling you to have multiple viewing angles and positions using a simple clip and actual smart stand cover. If you go to smartstand.com, you can go ahead and buy those now. Next up is a project I just pledged my money on. The project is called the PhoneJoy Play Bluetooth Controller. Can't wait to get this as it can be used by clamping down on the side of your iPhone or used as a regular controller when playing on your iPad or even Apple TV. I wish Apple would just make a standard controller so all the gaming devs on iOS could program for one device. Regards, Rue, Sheffield, England. Hello, Rue. Thanks for the heads up on PhoneJoy. This one has a total pledge level of over $46,000 so far with a goal of $50,000. And we'll finish pledges on January 3rd at 9.01 a.m. Eastern Time, so this one should easily make it. Price of the device is $60. Search for PhoneJoy, one word, in Kickstarter if you are looking for a Bluetooth gaming controller for your iOS device or are looking for another one. Uh, they set this one up to work like iCade, so games that support iCade are supposed to support this already. And for those of you that have jailbroken your iOS device, they also say it will work with Blutrol, B-L-U-T-R-O-L, compatible apps. But they are limited there, or there's limits there. Um, technically, I guess the joystick doesn't quite work yet, but they said that's coming in early 2013. Make sure you read over the Kickstarter page and watch the video before pledging. The, But yeah, again, this is looks like a neat one. And if you're a gamer, I, I like the fact that it works with iCade and then also Blue Troll. So you know, if you're really serious about this and have the jailbroken device, this one looks to be uh, a nice option and just $60. More rumors about Office for iOS have been floating out there. Now, there is a report from The Verge that Microsoft has actually confirmed the existence of its Office mobile app for iPhone and iPad with Word, Excel, and PowerPoint part of the app or apps. When can you expect this app to launch? Well, not to 2013, and likely not until March of 2013 for the iPhone and iPad versions. While personally, I think with Pages, Numbers, and Keynote, you're pretty much covered, there are those that want to have the MS app. And on the iPad, I can see, especially with Excel, why that would be. Anyway, no official announcement of when or how much for that matter. More to come on this in the future. Last month, after Black Friday, there were a few different reports about the iPad kicking butt and taking names during the weekend with regards to online sales made on the devices, especially when compared to other tablet devices. And some of the numbers well, kind of did not make sense when you think about it, like the Nook being responsible for more sales than the Kindle Fire. Well, I guess Amazon did not like how things were being reported and had their engineers work with those at Chiquita, which measures ad impressions on mobile devices. And in doing so, they were able to get the Kindle Fire's traffic to go from ninth place for tablets without an I to start their name to first place. Essentially, in October, the Kindle Fire was showing... 0.59 impressions for each 100 for an iPad. And in November, when they redid the stats and how they looked at them, that number went to 4.05 ad impressions for each 100 versus uh, that you get for an iPad. And this, I guess, makes Amazon happy. But still, it means the iPad is still getting 24 times more ad impressions on the web than the Kindle Fire. Hi, Rob. Great show. 
Regarding the maps in iOS, I'm a police officer in Southwest Florida, and we have a mapping program that's given to us, which is marginal at best. I purchased Microsoft Streets and Trips to use as a backup and supplement. I then began using Siri Maps for directions to calls, and have been completely satisfied. In fact, I now use iOS Maps exclusively, and have ditched Streets and Trips, saving me the yearly upgrade fee. I've not experienced any of the notable issues since I started using it. It's just another feeble attempt by those locked into a two-year contract with some junky non-Apple device to bash Apple on that ultimate piece of engineering and style known to us as the iPhone. Thanks again. Keep up the good work, Joe. Into the email bag we go. Hello, Rob. My name is Conrad. I just started listening to your podcast and I'm enjoying it. I am a band teacher and would like to create an app where students could tap rhythms, tap in fingerlings and other things. Problem is, I don't know where to start. Could you tell me what I would need to read to learn to do this? Is this something you mentioned in another episode? Again, regards, Conrad. Well, hi, Conrad. Yes, this is something I've mentioned a few times before on, in the show, but I could not tell you which episodes, but I can tell you what I basically said, which is go look at the free iTunes U courses on iOS development from Stanford University. To find these, simply search for Stanford and iOS in iTunes, and you will see the iTunes U collection for this. If you watch these videos, it will give you a good understanding of what you need to do. There are also many, many books out there and more being released each month on this. And when you get your iTunes developer account, there are resources there as well. If you have the time, energy, and basic understanding of developing an app, you should be able to get a basic app put together. Good luck and send promo codes in when you get your first app up in the store. Hey Rob, it's Levi, Riverside, California. Just wonder if you or anyone in the audience knows if there's any apps in the App Store or jailbreak apps that do facial recognition that it, it'll search your photo library or your camera roll and gather all images of a face or profile. If anyone can get back to me, I'd greatly appreciate it. Hope that everyone has a happy holidays. Have a good one. Now, obviously, if Levi was on a Mac, he could just use iPhoto on the Mac to find the faces and then sync up the different uh, folders with your iOS device. You wouldn't have to do it on the iOS device, but he is not on a, on a Mac. So what he's looking for here is how can you do this right on the iOS device, especially for Windows users or for people, for that matter, that just have an iPad um, or an iOS device and don't have a computer, either Mac or PC. So if anyone knows of an app that works like iPhoto where it goes through and allows you and, and actually goes through and finds all the different faces from ones you pick out and, and finds them through all your photos, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send us an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Thanks to Michael for the heads up on this next one, which is that gifting of apps is back in the App Store. Users can buy or gift an App Store app again for another iTunes App Store user via an iOS device uh, running iOS 6 or greater. Uh, this feature was in there for iOS 5 and earlier, but did not make it over for iOS 6.0. No reason was ever given, nor is one likely ever to be given. But gifting of an app in iOS 6 is back and just in time for the holidays. This is Fred from Michigan. I'm wondering if you or any of your listeners know how to change a default spelling that happens in the dictation mode. My wife is named Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, and when I dictate her name, it comes out T-E-R-E-S-A. Any idea on how to make Siri spell her name correctly? At least my preference for how that word is spelled. Love the show. Thanks. Hi, Fred. What you need to do here is when you say your wife's name, Teresa, and it gives you out the spelling that Siri thinks it is, copy how Siri spelt it. Then go in to the contacts for your wife and edit it and go to the add a field and look for phonetic spelling and then paste in phonetic spelling for first name what Siri had said. So paste in how Siri wants to spell your wife's name into the phonetic spelling, and that should do it. So the next time you say that name, it should bring up your wife's name. So again, quick summary, copy the name as Siri spelt it, 
go into the contacts list, edit the field for the contact for your wife, scroll down, click on add field, and then go to phonetic first name, and then paste it in there, and then click uh, save. And that should be it. This is Steve Vale, also known as Rabbi Steve. A app was released this week called Audiobus. This is a huge game changer for those who uh, love to make music on their iDevice, uh, either amateurs or professionals. It's the first app that allows you to really plug in a few different instruments all at the same time. It was released on Tuesday of this week, the 10th of December. And it's really a revolutionary app. You can put one app in position one to be your sound generator, another app in position two to be the effects, just like a guitarist stomp box or something. And then in position three, you can put your destination app, something such as multi-track DAW, which is now on board. There's uh, over 15 apps that are already on the bus as it were, and there are more to come. There's already a few in the pipeline that are just have already submitted their updates to iTunes. This is really huge, and I will send you some of the links in an email. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know this is big news, a dream come true for many musicians. Be well and keep up the good work, Rob, and thanks for playing my music a couple of weeks ago. Bye. Steve, thanks for the heads up on Audiobus. It's a $9.99 app in the App Store, and it requires an iPad 2 or later or an iPhone 4 or later. It definitely looks like an interesting app. I need to contact them, see if uh, they if this app will support podcasting too. So maybe uh, the guys over at BossChalk will include their app in this. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I just got an email from AT&T about $100 off any tablet. Regards, Ron. Hi, Ron. I also got the email and saw the flyer in my AT&T bill. Between now and January 10th, 2013, you can get $100 off any tablet from AT&T, including the iPad Mini and Maxi, if you sign up for a two-year data plan or by adding said device to any data share plan for $10 a month. Obviously, you need to make sure you really want and will use a data plan every month for the next two years before signing up. Sprint is offering to its employees and friends and family of employees $130 off an iPad Mini or Maxi if you commit to a six-month plan, just a six-month plan of $40 a month, i.e. a six-gigabyte plan, which seems to be a special plan for friends and family as well. Or, so I was shown from a Sprint poker buttery of mine, that offer is good until December 31st. Not sure how public knowledge that is. So if you have a Sprint friend or family member and are looking for a good price and good deal, you have a short time to take advantage of this. Hey, Rob, it's barely. I was calling because I, I've noticed a little bug, and actually the whole iPhone. I, I'm still jailbroken, so I'm not on 6, I'm on 5-something or other. But what happens is I'm listening to a podcast, either through headphones or through an external source, sometimes the car, like I am now, and as soon as I get a text message or any kind of indi- indicator, like a push notification or something, the volume jumps. Slider doesn't move, but the volume substantially increases. So I wasn't sure if you knew uh, anything on how that was working, if there's a way to fix it, or if it's just a bug that Apple's working out and maybe it's fixed and it's fixed, but I'm too stubborn. I'm still waiting for the jailbreak for iOS thing. So if you could let me know, I'd appreciate it. And, uh, hey, how about those flyers? They're not doing that bad. Hey, Rob, it's barely again. Uh, I know I left a message yesterday, and I found another way to kind of fix that issue that I was having with the volume. What I have to do is I have to hit the, in the podcast app, hit the 30-second forward or the 20 the 10 second forward or 30 second back, and the volume jumps. Uh, I mean, it is like it, there's a limiter on it, and that kind of breaks it. So I'm not sure if anybody else has those same kind of issues. It's either you have to get a text message or a push notification, or you have to hit the jump button. I don't know. I just figured I would give all the information that I had uh, so maybe someone can is experiencing the same thing or maybe someone has solved that issue. So anyway, I uh, just thought that, you know, on kind of that little update, it's still puzzling me, but uh, found another way to fix it. I will talk to you later. Love the show. Love uh, the app. 
Hi, Beverly. I have one of my iPhones still jailbroken and running iOS 5.1.1, and I'm not seeing that issue. So good chance it has something to do with the jailbreak and some of the apps you have installed. But if anyone else has had this issue, and if they knew which app was causing the issue or what they did to fix it, would love to hear from you. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Per the next episode, I am not sure when the next one's going to go up. Good chance it's not going to happen until 2013 just because of the holidays and I'm going to be out of town for part of that time. So next episode, probably not going to be up till around New Year's, a day after New Year's, thereabouts. I will do some blog posts over at todayinios.com. So if you want to see some updates, I'll put some blog posts up if there's anything really important. And I'll send a push out to go along with the blog post. As uh, a matter of fact, if you don't have the TI app, good reason to get it is because of the push notifications. But again, you may want to go over to todayinios.com every so often and check to see if there's some new blog posts. A quick reminder, I will be speaking at Blog World New Media Expo in Las Vegas which will be going on from January 6th to the 8th. I will be speaking about how to podcast 100% from an iPad, and my speech is on Monday the 7th at 10.30 a.m. Las Vegas time. We at Lipson will also have a booth at the show, booth 517. Please stop by and say hi and get your picture taken with me, and if you're a Lipson customer, with the whole Lipson team. If you want to save 20% off a new media pass, use promo code WALCH20, that's W-A-L-C-H-20, that's a C-H at the end, not an S-H, WALCH20. Hope to see some of you at the show. I'm also speaking on Tuesday the 8th, again at 10.30 a.m. Las Vegas time, and that one is a panel about podcast distribution. But other than those times, I'll be at the Libsyn booth. Hope to see you there. Hey, I also got my press pass for CES, and I'll be over at CES on Wednesday the 9th. As always, if you have any comments, questions, answers to others' questions, tips, tricks, app reviews, product reviews, rumors, speculation, rants, insider info, or anything else related to iOS in some way, shape, or form, give us a call at 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or email us at todayinios at gmail.com. If you have not purchased the TII app, it's just $2.99 in the App Store. And it is not just the best way to consume the show, but with push notifications, you get to find out when they're breaking news or special deals. Like this past week, we put out a push on a $100 gift card for iTunes for just $85 from Best Buy, one of the deal of the days. Plus, buying the TII app helps support the show. And speaking of supporting the show, I want to thank Squirrel once again for sponsoring today's episode. You can download the free Squirrel video search and discovery app by searching for S-Q-U-R-L in the iTunes App Store. Again, that's S-Q-U-R-L, and it is a free universal app that supports the iPhone 5 as well. And that, folks, wraps it up for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, for Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I. Thank you.